0: Welcome to the Inside Job Podcast with your
1: hosts, David Evans and Casper Chittington. We're two Brian-based life coaches on a mission to help men lead more purposeful, authentic and fulfilling lives.
0: So let us take you on a journey as we explore what keeps men stuck and discover the empowering beliefs, fresh conditioning and growth mindsets that lead us to live life to the fullest.
1: Hello and welcome to The Inside Job with your hosts Casper and Dave. Today we're going to explore the fascinating topic of ease and having ease in our lives.
0: So we're going to start off by talking a little bit about what is ease and how both Dave and I experience ease within our lives and start to unpack this topic and this conversation on what exactly is ease so I'm gonna I'm gonna start and I'm gonna ask Dave like how do you experience ease within your life
1: Dave thanks Kasper that's such a great question I think I'm going to put the other word in here as well which is I the only way I know how to experience ease is because I also have disease in my life or uncomfortableness or challenges in my life. When I experience ease I recognize that it's an embodied experience so ease is for me and it's really difficult to describe this is one of the things that Casper and I've been talking about before we started talking about this episode is like how do you describe ease? And I think it's different for everybody. So I'm just going to give you my own experience of ease. And I think everyone out there will know what their version of ease is. And maybe some of the things that I say and some of the things that Casper say will touch on your form of ease. So one of the things I know about ease or when I'm at ease is one, my body's relaxed. So I'm in a kind of calm and peaceful state. And I ease of movement, my mind is fairly quiet. I'm not in a state of anxiety or worry I'm sitting in the present moment I can be present with my friends I can be present with my partner I can be present at work so ease is something about just in my relaxed body but it also I can have ease when I go for a run if my body is in a good state I can have difficult runs which aren't easy and that might be because I'm overtraining or I'm pushing too hard so ease is is something about my body being in a really like alive, vibrant and whole state. I also know that kind of mentally and maybe psychologically, I have ease when I'm purposeful. I can get really agitated and scratchy and irritable if I, what am I doing? Why am I here? What's going on? And, and even if I need to sometimes set a purpose of daily relaxing <laughs> and put me at ease. So I think it's a whole combination of things.
0: I love that Dave thank you and what comes through for me there is optimal experience and ease and optimal experience are, are so mm. nicely married mm. together mm. my experience of of ease is when I'm and very similar to you when I'm feeling relaxed I'm feeling calm mm. I'm feeling centered mm. and still I'm able to enjoy the present moment without mm. worrying about what may be happening in the future or ruminating on what could have happened in the past that's that that it's uncomfortable for me I'm very I feel like I feel light I feel I'm able to access states of joy I'm able to connect easier uh, with people around me I'm often feeling inspired when Mm. I'm at ease Mm. and I feel very creative when Mm. I'm at a place of ease Mm. Mm. so for me getting into that state and and feeling at ease is is really important to me Mm. and I think this is where we, we want to talk about how do we access that how do we find ease how do we create ease within our lives and and that's what this episode's about it's about talking about how do we
1: move from a state of potential dis-ease to ease mm-hmm. i love that casper and i think one of the things that actually helps me get into ease is being in conversation there was a little bit of like Nervousness as we were going into this kind of podcast, like, how do we talk about this? And I think as I've been listening to Casper, that's also inspired me. One of the other things I've noticed is if my body is tight, and it's generally because there's disease in my system. So if I've got tension and tightness and restriction in my body, and when my body is open, that's the word, like when you said the word centered, Casper, I went, oh. I know what it is for me. I'm, I feel open. My chest is open. My heart's expanded. My breath is deep, and that can be whether I'm doing physical activity or whether I'm sitting around doing a quiet activity. A, a, a kind of classic example. A couple of weeks ago, I've, I've started on the kind of kite surfing journey, learning kite surfing. And I'm a complete novice at this, and even though the kite was in the ground, we didn't get in the water until like day three there was a sense of ease and joy in the learning. It was playful, it was fun, it's partly down to the instructor. So also, ease isn't just about sitting still on your meditation cushion. For me, ease is like it's an active, dynamic way of being that we're wanting to explore today. Mm, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that really that really opens up some kind of doors in my mind as well about experiences that I've had and <clears throat> experiences of, of being at dis-ease and i think it's important like you mentioned at the beginning of this episode dave is to understand okay we recognize when we're in states of ease and we can also recognize we're when we're in states of dis-ease mm. and for me reflecting back there have been times within my life that i've been in states of dis dis-ease that i can only recognize now as being state of disease because i had adapted to that to that state over mm. time, it'd become mm. my baseline. There mm. were things going on with my life that I just adapted to that they were causing kind of these underlying levels of discomfort, dis-ease, I'm going to say. Mm. And within that, it had taken me some time to really identify, okay, what's going on for me within my day to day? And how do I, how do I move away from that? How do I create more ease for myself? Mm. And let me give you an example when I was living in London and, I was starting to feel like I was needing to make a shift within my career. I knew that it Mm. was something that had come up for me. And it was a real clear Mm. signal. I got quiet and asked myself, I was like, do I want to be doing this for the next Mm. five to 10 years? And the answer was a clear no. But I continued Mm. to invest my time and energy into a career that was no longer fulfilling me. Mm -hmm. And that had caused like a level of, yeah, discomfort and uh, a and level of stress, uh, a level of worry about, okay, what am I going to be, what am I going to be doing? And that kind of created this underlying, yeah, just discomfort within myself. And it was very hard to access ease when I had this kind of mm. itch going on and is the, the, the scratch that I could never could never cure. I could never (laughs) properly itch. I could, it just, it was, it it hung around and I couldn't move past it. And the reason why I bring this up is because I think that finding ease and creating ease within our, in our lives sometimes requires us to make some big choices. Mm. And if there are things going on for you that are uncomfortable, that are causing levels of Disease. We're going to use this word a lot. I feel mm. in in mm. this episode. Mm. Then the invitation is there to to address that, to look at what's pulling you away from ease, mm. and be courageous enough to overcome those things.
1: Mm. Thank you for sharing that, Casper, and that kind of really links into the kind of like the why of why we like exploring ease, stroke, disease on this episode, and it, in some ways. My journey in some ways is similar to Casper's in if you look at it from a kind of a kind of like helicopter view if you like which is I had a I was living in with disease and not even knowing it and it's, there were certain things that happened in my life that then brought that disease to the forefront I, I, and I was faced with a choice do I ignore this and carry on and I can see a tra- I could see a trajectory for my life. Or do I start to address this? And what helped me make that choice was something about living a fulfilling life. I wanted to have a fulfilling life. I wanted to be as authentic as I could be. A coaching language here. Be the best version of myself. And I wanted to live joyfully. And I realised that I was lying to myself a little bit about the joyful life that I was living in. It had a lovely kind of facade on the outside. I had a Marks, good job it was a safe job I had I was married I had a family around me but all on the inside was no things were really falling apart and that falling apart was an accumulation maybe of eight or nine years of really ignoring those signals or not being aware of those signals and I think that's where we come to as coaches that's what's led me into coaching is I want People to live a life that inspires them that inspires themselves I want people to have a fulfilling life I want people to experience the dreams that they hold in their hearts and that comes with some choices and once you change direction maybe things might be challenging but there's a it's a bit like the kite surfing lessons it's challenging but there's something there's ease in the challenge are like, you use one of the terms I use is effortless effort so it's not that it's a life without effort but the effort isn't is with effortless in some ways it's easy to show up for stuff even through training in martial arts that's on the outside is vigorous physical intensive in your face man it was one of the most joyful experiences of my life (laughs) and that was a place of ease for me it was easy to go to the dojo it was easy to show up and train three or four times a week and that's where we're going that's the why of this really so unpacking that word ease because there's a it's, it's a word that doesn't have anything attached it because it's a little bit like a cloud unless we anchor it down into some meaning into the real world for you our listeners so that's where we're going with this
0: podcast mm, and what i hear within that as well dave is ease is a guess it's like a state of being
1: yeah yeah it is it is a state of being and i think there's there's always two parts to us as people, as human beings. There's our state of being, and then there's our action. And I guess one of my underlying beliefs is that our actions are always colored by our state of being. And that's really back to what you were saying, Casper, about when you're in that place of disease, that will color all your decisions and your choices. And you can work very hard to make changes, but at some level, though all those changes you're making are coming from a place of disease and so there's an invitation here to step back and go well is ease a choice like happiness like fulfillment like joy it's back to what we talk about the inside job the inner transformation of choosing ease first and some of the strategies that we can put in place to become easeful or is it the outside world that's shaping you and it's only when i get x y and z that i can I'm going to stop and go <sighs> i've got ease ease isn't a destination it's a cliche right it's a journey i think let's just let's explore that a little bit i think exploring dissatisfaction discomfort disease is that's often let's be open about this casper our coaching clients arrive in that state of my life isn't quite how i want it to be i've got this kind of itch that i can't scratch i've tried all these things and still I'm not making any progress. So the wheels are spinning, the world's not quite how I want it to be. So what might some of those, what might people be experiencing if they're living in a state of disease? Yeah, that's a good question. I'll talk from
0: my own personal experience here, is low levels of anxiety, mm. stress, mm-hmm. worry, mm-hmm. Um, not able to be in the present moment, mm. Um and I guess this kind of under underlying sense of just um, yeah, just a dist- distraction distraction in mm. in some way, mm. not fully mm. settled and centered.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's, yeah, that feeling of distraction of, for me, I'm empathizing with you here. Is what I for me would be frustration. It's like that feeling of itchiness of kind of like things aren't quite right. Frustration for me. Also, I was like, rather than anger, I was low level angry. It's <laughs> just like a little bit annoyed with the world, and and pushing the responsibility for my life not going well to the outside world. So there's another kind of clue for me. It was like not taking responsibility for some of the things that were frustrating for me. It's always the frustration was caused by something outside of me. And it's only as I started on my journey of waking up, I started to really recognise that ah, there's only me inside here that's creating this frustration. This is a response to the outside world that I'm experiencing. But for for a while, there's a big dance of living in this. I suppose a little bit of a field of fear as well. I was ang- I was anxious about the future, but my response to it was anger of like, why can't everyone do it my way? Mm. I think also just focusing on this if you're living in this place of like dissatisfaction frustration like mild anxiety it impacts your life it impacts your life on so many levels number one it impacts you it impacts your actual physical well-being and I think we all, there's a lot of papers and neuroscience and you can there's a lot on social media about the impact of holding anxiety or depression or anger for a long time it does physically impact our body so that's like number one is coming back to one of the things we go for is well-being optimal well-being starting to make a choice to transform some of these things is good for you it also impacts your relationship and relationships one relationship with self because it's once you start to create a stronger bond with yourself you start to feel better about yourself which creates ease but then it can also impact the relationship with your children your parents your partner your work colleagues your friends as a kind of it can affect all of those and part of the invitation to explore this and maybe start a journey of walking towards a more easeful life is that it it makes everyone else's life a little bit better as well yeah
0: absolutely dave absolutely i think that it's it is the path, really, mm-hmm. and it's an exciting one to is exciting mm-hmm. one to get on board. And mm-hmm. just listening to you speak around it's around choice, yeah. You know, really, yeah. It is your choice to make. If you're experiencing dissatisfaction within your day to day and other emotions that are surfacing, it the invitation really there is to look at what the root cause of that is, mm-hmm. and look to transform that actions can you make what choices can you make mm. to start to shift that to mm. create a different reality for yourself mm. and in order to do that we actually really need to slow down we need to slow down and give ourselves space mm. to reflect on actually how am i and how things are going and mm. are things where they where i would like them to be mm. and if the answer is no then what's getting in the way mm. of me living in a way which is much mm. more you know, fulfilling and meaningful and joyful mm. what changes can I make courageously going forth mm. and making those changes mm. so that we can that our come from is a place of ease and with that higher level come from when we're operating from a place of ease we're able to be present we're able to tap into joy the types of conversations that we can have from that place are just it's not just the conversations, but the types of choices that we can have from that place can radically transform your entire life, which mm. is incredibly exciting.
1: Mm. Mm. And it comes back full circle to creating a fulfilling life. And I go, my as a coach, my come from places all around purpose, and often that's the other thing that might be missing if you're at disease is that somewhere you know you're not living purposefully. Mm.
0: I'd also like to talk about ease through the lens of the nervous system. And the nervous system has been something that I've been looking into over the past year, and it's been very eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And so when generally when we're at high levels of, of disease, ease um, we're operating in our sympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is our kind of flight and response flight and fight response mm. system. Mm. It's, it, it keeps us safe. Mm. If there's if we're being if there's a wild animal around the corner, our sympathetic mm. nervous system is going to kick it into action and mobilize us so that we can get to safety.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's a system that can kick in even if there's no danger there at all. There's a story of up ahead, what you think is a snake on the path and your nervous system kicks in, like you're in fight or flight, and only as you get closer you notice that it's a stick. And so, one of the things I think you're talking to here, Casper, is that this sympathetic nervous system, this fight, flight, potentially freeze, can be triggered through our minds, through our imagination. Mm, Exactly. So, when
0: we're in that state, when we're in that heightened state, it's very hard for us to find ease. We can't Mm. really find ease in this heightened Mm. state, this Mm. uh, sympathetic nervous system state. So for myself personally when i was i had a lot on my plate i was overworking myself mm. i had a lot of commitments and i was really pushing myself hard within my career within the um, within training within the gym within my lifestyle mm. and i felt very tight within my body mm. and i wasn't able to access that level of ease that i'm talking about in today's episode and in order to experience more ease in a physiological level, I needed to start to prioritize rest and recovery and actually downregulate my nervous system into more of a parasympathetic state, which is your kind of rest and digest mm. energy system state. And just looking at ease through the lens of the nervous system has really helped me mm. experience more ease within my life. I feel there's a narrative out there where we're, it's, it's all doing. It's doing we're busy we're running around we're doing things left and center mm. living a very busy life mm. and that can take us out of out of the present moment and and block us from living in a life of uh, increased ease so rest is super important mm. and actually bringing bringing about a state of ease within ourselves by looking at our physio- by looking at our physiological systems i.e. getting good quality sleep, making sure that we're well hydrated, eating good quality whole foods Mm. and that by looking after our our bodies we can actually bring our body and mind into a more like centered and relaxed state. Mm.
1: Mm. I'm with you there Casper, I don't think you can get ease if you're surviving on five hours of sleep a night or or less or... Somewhere around seven to eight hours sleep a night, I think, is what's needed, isn't it, for most adults. And that really impacts recovery as well, of just moving your body. That's that's the other thing. Once you've got your kind of sleep and diet and hydration aligned, the next thing is just body movement. And that does a couple of things, as we know. One is it releases endorphins into our system, which are uh, hormones that help us relax and get into our parasympathetic nervous system but also that we are designed to move Mm, absolutely but a a question
0: comes up for me is and i'm sure our listeners would be interested to know but dave like how do you go about creating
1: ease for yourself in the day-to-day that's a great question thank you casper the first thing for me is my morning routine i'm going to come back to that that is my like setup. I'm actually trying a new habit. So one thing for me is trying new habits out. So the habit I'm trying out at the moment is literally, I got it from a, a friend of mine who suggested it is the first thing I do when I get up is have a glass of water. But I drink that glass of water really mindfully. I'm, and I do a little bit of gratitude of thank you for the water that's in my tap. I live in a place where I can turn the tap on and there's fresh water for me. But that then sets me up for I then have a a meditation routine I have an exercise routine so I go for a walk every morning and that's about five kilometers and all of that is part of my setup really to use my body and then my morning meal again is it's nutritionally dense for me which again gets my body fueled for the day and then I think about what's my intention for the day what is it that i want to achieve i do have doing goals (laughs) but i step into this place of being first i think that routine that regular habit of checking in with myself each morning creates ease for myself and even when i know there's there is discomfort so i think the other thing to recognize is that there's discomfort that comes along there's challenges that come along when i'm doing this setup every morning it helps me change state helps me think about how do I want to be when I'm maybe I've got a challenging conversation to have maybe I've got a challenging email to write. maybe I've got a coaching client which is who is in a challenging position at the moment and it's how do I hold that person in a place that is safe for them to kind of unfold maybe unravel so that I don't enroll myself into that worldview but support that worldview I don't know, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah.
0: And yeah. and I think it's so important, I hear, from so many different people around their day-to-day setup, and it's very much it's all in the doing, mm. it's all in the rushing. There's no space mm. for their self-care and rest and relaxation. Mm. And it comes back to that statement, which is the mm. world is as you are. Mm. Heightened, rushing, busy. Mm. You know, those aren't words that I would associate with ease absolutely yeah and so by taking these steps and making these choices to commit to these practices of self-care we can start to generate Mm. this state of ease within ourselves Mm. and i think that having these practices in place Mm. like you shared with us dave are Mm. incredibly important Mm. and people may think wow i don't have time for a long morning routine
1: I think you do. <laughs> I think it's a choice. It um, is. It is a choice. You know, I do invite all of my clients into a morning routine, which can be a. It can be fifteen minutes, um, but it's a fifteen minutes that may reclaim an hour or two of presence during the day, rather than spinning in anxiety or worry or kind of like just being flustered. And that's kind of the difference that starts to make the difference.
0: Absolutely it certainly did with me i've shared with with our listeners on earlier episodes about you know how a morning routine absolutely it just massively shifted my come from my state of being throughout that day just giving myself that pocket of time in the morning to really come home to myself and really check in with myself and just see what was going on for me and if there if i was at Sort of dis ease in some in in some sense like where was that coming from, yeah. And when I noticed that, okay, I'm not feeling quite right. There's something going on with within a conversation that I may need to have with somebody that's going to be, I think, could potentially be uncomfortable, but it needs to happen. Then it's then it's okay. I need to take this action mm. in order to mm. create mm. increased level of, of ease within
1: myself. Love so, that. Yeah, Yeah, I love that, Casper. I think for me, part of living an easeful life is also leaning into resilience of knowing that you've got strategies and skills to cope with the challenges that come your way. And a diseaseful life is living in that kind of like dramatic place of spinning around spinning plates and not actually knowing how to change, transform or be with the challenges that you're facing. Mm. And there's a word...
0: That comes through for me is bandwidth. Mm. With these practices, it's like we're we're able to actually increase our bandwidth, the ability for us to handle, mm. you know, difficult situations or challenges that come our way. When we're <clears throat> when we're anchored in a state of ease, mm. something may happen. There's a plethora of situations that can come our way that that are just unplanned. But when we're feeling centered. And anchored in that state of ease, we're able to respond yeah. in a way rather than react. Yeah. And it's that choice of how we respond yes. to the situation yeah. that really perpetuates that
1: sense of safety within ourselves mm. and ease. That's so interesting what you say that Casper. That word, when you said bandwidth, what it's also helped me reflect on is that is also emotional range. So I think one of the things I've noticed is that as I've had a more easeful life I've got more emotional range so I feel things a lot more and I when I first started on this journey I was like I don't want to feel anything and that's part I think of the journey of disease is like you're buttoning things down you're trying to numb things out but as you increase that bandwidth you also increase your emotional range of what you can be with without it knocking you off center and that actually leads to a much more rich and fulfilling life i just had a memory come up of i think it was one of my first or second meditation retreats i went on and the teacher said they when you do meditation and you do it for a long time you actually feel more so you'll feel more angry when you're angry and the flip side is you'll feel more happiness when you're happy and you'll feel more joy when you're joyful so this isn't about getting anything less or still actually it increases what you feel and that's the human experience to you what you were saying there then you're not, you're not reacting to your emotions you're responding to them with a sense of joy and maybe gratitude that you're actually a human being experiencing these feelings that are giving you feedback about how you're experiencing your world in this present moment mm, wow
0: i love that dave thank you but tell me a little bit more about this anger piece, because <laughs> right, okay. for, for, for listeners, be like, oh, we, you know, anger is not a good thing. We don't want to. We uh, don't want to feel that. Yeah. But it's, I guess, what I'm listening to you speak. I guess what I'm hearing is that being able to feel into anger without having to push it away or mm. run away from it. Mm. It's being okay with it and knowing mm. that we're still safe mm. in some
1: way with that feeling, and that it is just a feeling and it will pass. Absolutely. Anger is a very powerful emotion and we're trained, I'm going to start with men, we're trained to actually use anger as a way of getting our way. So it can very quickly, anger can very quickly turn into action. What I'm offering is that anger is a very powerful emotion. It's as powerful as joy or feeling happiness and that it's actually a signal to you as a person that maybe one of your values has been stepped over or maybe there's something that isn't quite right for you but it's an invitation then to explore the assumptions that you're holding around that situation. If you're angry and believing that your worldview is the right worldview then you're going to start to act out on that. If you experience anger it could be because you've had your values challenged in a way that you haven't had them challenged before. So it's an invitation to explore what's really going on underneath here. And how can I use this energy of anger in a, for, for a force for good or for action for good? There's a beautiful quote, for, to me anyway, by the Dalai Lama. He was in a whole load of mind syno- symposiums in the sort of early 2000s. East meets West in terms of psychology and body-mind experience. And one of the things he said there is, I get angry like everybody else, but I just respond differently to my anger. And I use it, the energy of anger, something not to be frightened of, I use my energy of anger for motivation, to maybe have a conversation, take some action. It could be to look at myself anger is yeah it's a very powerful emotion maybe we should i'm just thinking we should do a podcast on anger casper because i think for me that has been one of my life's journeys is to transform my response to anger and actually make it a friend and when it becomes a friend and an ally it actually becomes a very powerful signal it can also keep you safe Mm. keep you safe yeah listening to you speak dave mine is
0: frustration that's an emotion, mm. I guess, that I feel that's very present for me. I, something that I, frustration comes through. Mm. But it, it's also a great way, it's a, it's a sort of doorway to, okay, why, what's there? Mm. What's here for me? Mm. Mm. Let's investigate this. Mm. What, how can I transform this? How can I use frustration as a kind
1: of uh, signpost? Yeah, I love that, Casper. And it speaks for me to the kind of, there's a spectrum so that at one end there's like irritation which can then if you ignore it goes to frustration and I think for me that yeah. the other side of that spectrum is anger mm. and it, and then it's acting out on your anger and it all comes from maybe the sort of irritation and frustration and not knowing that the frustration is a signal that somehow you're out of alignment and coming back to yourself and looking deeply inside. What's the cause of my frustration? Yeah. yeah.
0: Or a boundary is being crossed, for example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A boundary is being crossed, and I or haven't enforced a boundary, and then I'm mm. frustrated with myself.
1: Mm. 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 Simple example: This morning, I was due to meet Casper here at ten o'clock. I showed up for the bus. I I could blame technology. But the bus was late and it's like i don't like being late and I'd, i texted casper to let him know but was, i was very careful about how i worded my text so i didn't blame it on anyone else it's just like i'm going to be late I, I was frustrated so it's just like knowing it can be really subtle sometimes that you'll get these frustrations and you can blame it on somebody else while actually taking responsibility for like trusted technology whatever reason the bus isn't arriving on time and just like having a clean message of "hobby 10 minutes late being impacted by something but i'm the person that's showing up 10 minutes late and taking responsibility for that <laughs>
0: yeah yeah exactly frustration as as you said is yeah. it is like the cousin of anger yes it really yeah. is yeah. and it's it's definitely been it's been my teacher frustration mm. it's helped mm. me rather than just be oh i'm frustrated and just wait for myself to simmer down it's mm-hmm. really using that mm-hmm. emotion as a signpost and being like okay let's explore this mm. let's hit its root mm. let's mm. alchemize mm. this mm. and learn from it mm. and that's been a beautiful journey for
1: myself i love that casper and it really speaks to me about the use the word there alchemize that Easefulness that we kicked off this podcast, and I said there's ease and disease. And I think one of the important things to know is that the seed of ease is within disease, and it's like it's a cycle. Titna who's a, a Buddhist monk who's passed now, passed in 2022, very sadly, he talks about we've got seeds in our mind you may have the seed of frustration or anger or disease but you also have the seed of ease and it's really about which one do you choose to water which one do you choose to grow and how do you like weed your mind (laughs) these frustrations it's not that the weeds aren't going to come up I have an allotment my friends and weeds are persistent (laughs) and a weed is really just a plant in the wrong place and a mind we can also just be a thought in the wrong place. So it's accepting that things like frustration will come through. And to Casper's words, you can alchemize that transformation, uh, alchemize that frustration into something of ease because it becomes a, an invitation to just look a little bit deeper inside of what's going on. Mm, absolutely. And unpack, mm. unpack. Mm. And with mm. that unpacking, there
0: is, there is, that's the that is the transformation that is the inside job that's our Mm. inner work Mm. so it's actually if we just shift and reframe we can Mm. go oh okay great i'm experiencing this uncomfortable Mm. emotion Mm. but what can i learn from it Mm. or i'm unhappy with this thing great okay what can i learn from that what do i need to do because within that action and that doing and that shifting Mm. we can actually bring ourselves into alignment and bring ourselves into that increasing state of ease over Mm. time Mm. this is some this is a process this is something that we work on Mm. and rather than just being oh that's frustrating or Mm. i'm upset with this Mm. and then just continuing to not do anything about it Mm.
1: and Mm. expecting a different result that's madness right i think i just want to speak to we've in some ways we've We've spoken about, we could put this all under the umbrella of personal responsibility, that ease starts with personal responsibility and taking, making choices, taking responsibility for how you're feeling or how you're experiencing your world. But also to acknowledge that we don't live in a vacuum either, right? We're like into being. we live with people, we interact with people. And when we were talking about this podcast, I went to, what well, kind of like, what supports my ease? And the first thing I wrote down was personal responsibility. It has to start there for me. But The second thing I wrote down was my network, the people that are around me. Because often the environment that you're in, the water that you swim in, can totally impact how you're responding. So if you're finding that you are in a, an environment that you find challenging, or to use this word as a common toxic environment or you have relationships that challenge you, or you're imbibing, ingesting food that is, is not good for your system and helping your system be at your best. There are all other things to look at environmentally about how does my environment support me being at ease. My friendship circle, my relationship with my partner if I have one, my relationship with my parents, what's that like, how does that support ease in my life and so that it is also about personal responsibility of looking at your life through that lens but also it can be you've got yourself into a place where the environment itself is like perpetuating this experience of disease or dissatisfaction or frustration or lack of comfort
0: Mm. that really resonates with me dave Mm. as i left Mm. london Mm. in 2021 Mm. and i think for me What I noticed was that every time I had the opportunity to Mm. leave London, Mm. I left Mm. and I was Mm. always heading out to the countryside. And when Mm. I was in the countryside, that environment helped regulate me Mm. and that gave me ease Mm. and I felt very comfortable and peaceful and calm. And I thought, wow, okay, this is no surprise. Like one is very stimulating and mm. one is very nourishing. These two different mm. environments and mm. look at how they're affecting my inner being and my state. And it got to a point for me that over time I was like, I just don't want to, I don't want to be here you mm. know, in this hubbub, this mm. kind of this craziness, mm. very stimulating place. Mm. And I made the choice mm. to mm. leave London mm. and that's had a massive impact Mm. on my baseline state of ease. Mm. And even to the point where we occasionally go, my partner Megan and I mm. go up to London or I'll go up to visit a friend mm. and I notice it. Mm. You step off the train and it's a lot of people, yeah. a lot of stimulation. It's busy. People aren't, mm. people aren't operating slow and mm. stopping to have a conversation. It's just... It isn't like that, and that's okay. Mm. I'm not saying you know everybody must mm. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you want to find more ease leave the capital or mm. get out of the city and go put your feet in, in in the ground in somewhere in the countryside it can help but yeah. it doesn't it's not necessary, but for me personally it was a move that mm. I wanted to make and it made mm. a it's made a huge difference. I
1: love that Casper. could you say a little bit more about from a nervous system perspective the difference what you're noticing? for our listeners because when we say it's busy right what does that how does that impact you in your nervous system and what's the the ease that you experience when you're down here in in Brighton yeah I think that
0: what I notice is that there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of movement Mm -hmm. there's a lot of lights there's a lot vying for your attention Mm. Constantly, Mm. and it is—it's—I find it just a very stimulating place to be. A lot of external stimulation, a lot of external stimulation, uh, a lot, and there's not much green around unless you Mm. go and seek those places out. There are some beautiful parks in London Mm. uh, that I love going to visit, Mm. but generally, I find it stimulating, Mm. almost overwhelming at Mm. points, Mm. and it's one of those things again. I talked earlier about like adaptation. We adapt to our environments mm, mm. and it's just, it's interesting. It's when you pull yourself out of that environment mm. and you sink to a mm. different kind of pace of life. When you come, when you step back into mm. that place, you really notice it. But when you're in it, mm. you can adapt to it mm. and it just becomes your new normal. It's your new baseline, mm. but you can't really see it for what it is because it's so... Mm-hmm you know, it's, so nor- it's become so normalized as your new state. So sometimes even like your environment can be quite hard. It can be quite hard to tell that it's giving you, it's causing levels of disease within yourself because you become so adapted to
1: it. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm hearing you say also is like change your environment from time to time so that you can and pay attention to how your body or system responds when you change environment so I have a similar experience when I came down here to Brighton I came from a city and from Birmingham and it felt the word I use I found my spiritual home it was like it was so different here I felt so different it was almost like relief that I didn't know that I needed (laughs) until I experienced it Mm -hmm.
0: it's amazing how much our kind of environment can really affect our inner state when I spend time in nature even if it's just a Going for a walk in the countryside, mm. like I did on the weekend, mm. Saturday went out and can really just feel that mm. that's that state of just centeredness and peacefulness within myself, and it's is an incredibly important thing to look at. Is our environments, and you, you touched on it earlier, mm. Dave, about potential toxic working environments, mm. and looking at that, and and then it comes down to choices. Mm. If you want to live or in a way, or live a life of increased ease. It's overturn every
1: step. And the other, was the third thing that I wrote down about support, what supports my ease. And it's my mindset that supports my ease. And I just want to expand on that a little bit. And I think it's it's something that both Casper and I are aligned with as coaches. Really, coaching work is about, exploring and understanding your mindset and how is your mindset empowering you how's your mindset disempowering you and how can you transform that's the inner alchemy of change is really by transforming my mindset I can start to transform my experience one of the things that we know to be true is that everything that we experience is filtered through our mindset And this may be challenging to hear if you're experiencing anxiety or if you're experiencing working in a toxic environment. Part of that is about your experiences created by you and your mindset. It may be that other people are behaving difficultly or challengingly. It may be a harsh environment. It may be a kind of like passive aggressive environment. And this is like the edgy piece, if you like, is if you find yourself in that environment, you're choosing to go there. That's where the choice sits. And that may or may not be an easy thing to hear, but that's I feel like that's our role as coaches, as inviting inner change and transformation. And it's not to say it's not with blame and it's not with judgment. It's just once we accept that we're making that choice, it may take a year or two to change and remove yourself from that environment, I'm not saying leave straight away. It's about making those choices because when we hold responsibility outside of ourselves for our lives are never going to change and that is like a place of disease in, in our opinion. Casper's nodding across from me. Um, and so that's where the invitation is that the acceptance that you're creating your experience for yourself which includes it may be that you're in a really difficult relationship and it's just become the norm for you. It may be having a couple of beers every night and that's become the norm for you. And it's all about this piece of choice that it's you that's making those choices. And we say that with compassion and open heart. Once you start to accept that and take responsibility for that's when we're in, right? The trans- in fact, the acceptance is the first part of the transformation because then you can start to make different choices. And so I think that's the other thing is that sort of supportive network. I know that I have my friends around me will certainly challenge me if I start to blame things on other people. They'll go, hang on a minute, Dave. Actually, you're responsible for your life. What are you creating for yourself? Is that really the narrative you want to be exploring? And it might be that it's part of my own work. It might be my tribal or ancestral narrative that's playing out and come up for a fresh examination and a fresh context. And so again, these like they're so interwo- interwoven. Like the environment you're in and your mindset and then the mindset you hold and the environment that takes you to, as they start to change or as you start to change your mindset, it will automatically march you towards a mind towards environments that are more useful, they're more supportive, they're more co-creative towards a mindset and a life that's full of fulfillment. And it always comes back to us. And the choices that we're making. Mm, absolutely. And what I hear within that as well, Dave, is it's moving from
0: our victim to creator. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we, in some sense, we really do get to create our own reality through the choices
1: that we make. Mm, mm, absolutely. At a, absolutely. We're talking about a victim consciousness versus a creative consciousness. Consciousness based on scarcity versus a consciousness based on abundance. And even in that place of abundance, you can still experience fear. But it's fear that you take responsibility for. It's fear that you then choose to transform rather than allowing it to freeze you and paralyze you and keep you in the sympathetic nervous system. Fear approached from the parasympathetic nervous system is a very different experience. Not saying it's comfortable, (laughs) but it can be more easeful and it can actually be an enriching and transformative experience. Mm, Absolutely. There's something as well that comes up for me
0: within this conversation around beliefs Mm. and it's about examining our beliefs. One may think I can't do this because, or this isn't available for me because and these beliefs that we hold about what is available to us or what's not available to us can keep us stuck in mm. in in situations that mm. are causing us disease, mm. discomfort, anxiety, mm. overwhelm. Mm. And mm. when we move into this place of creator mm. orientation and creator mindset, we can start to shake loose these beliefs that that are actually just really just keeping us stuck mm. from experiencing a life of increased ease and joy and
1: and fulfillment. Mm. Mm. I love that, Casper. Thank you for bringing in beliefs. And and what I'm hearing here also is some beliefs we've had have served us. They've got us to this moment in time. They may have even kept us safe in difficult or challenging situations. They're all formed in our childhood. They're culturally indoctrinated or imbibed into us. And I'm saying that in a kind of like with an open heart. And as adults, I'm hearing in your, what you're saying there, Casper, is an invitation to explore those beliefs and retire the ones that aren't serving you anymore Mm. and create some new ones that will walk you towards that more easeful life, that more fulfilling life.
0: Yeah, and beliefs can be inherited from our caregivers. Life is hard. Yes. Yeah. And that can be something that you grow up living under and receiving over and over again Mm. and actually when you're in a hard place you be like oh this is fine Mm. this is what it's life's meant to be like Mm. so i'm just not going to make any
1: changes Mm. because i've been taught to believe that life is hard Mm. Mm. and that may well be right out of your awareness and so When someone invites you to think about that differently, that is when your your sympathetic nervous system can kick off as well because it might be even perceived as dangerous to you to think about the world in a different way. And that's where finding support from your friendship circle, if it's there, but from potentially a coach can really hold you in that place of transformation. Mm,
0: Absolutely. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of The Inside Job The invitation that Dave and I would like to extend to you is for you to take some time to examine your day to day and to look for what's creating any dis-ease within your life and to see if you can go and alchemize that into creating a state of increased ease
1: for yourself thank you for listening to this episode of the inside job with casper and i it's been our intention really to inspire you to take a look over your life and look and explore where is there ease because i'm sure there is some ease in your life and where isn't there ease and the invitation is really to start to march towards a more easeful life which for us would mean a fulfilling more fulfilling life for you we hope we've left you with some pointers into how you might go about but if you've got any questions at all then do reach out to us we've got contact details in the show notes hope you have a very easeful couple of weeks until we publish our next episode thanks again for listening we hope you enjoyed listening to the inside job as much as we enjoyed recording it if any of the topics we covered in this episode opened up a space of reflection or inquiry for you or If you had any questions, we would love to hear from you. You can find our email addresses in the show notes below.
0: Thanks again for listening.